Welcome back to another edition of the On The Rocks podcast brought to you by the Denver Post. This is sports writer Kyle Newman joined by my colleague Patrick Saunders and baseball is back on this edition of the show. MLB and MLBPA coming to an agreement on Thursday. So yesterday as the recording of this podcast to bring baseball back and opening day for the Rockies will be April 8th against the vaunted Dodgers. That is their home and season opener. They're going to get 162 games in and a bunch of different little wrinkles coming in with this new CBA, including the Universal DH to Coors Field in the National League this season. So we'll talk about all that. Baseball coming back. What Rockies fans should expect in free agency as the frenzy begins. True Stories potential destination. And then also what spring training will look like here in the Cactus League and the Grapefruit League as MLB scrambles to get ready here for the opener in about three weeks' time, just over three weeks' time. So, Patrick, let's quickly summarize it for our listeners here, and I'm sure baseball fans have been paying attention, or, or maybe not. They, they kind of checked out with all the acrimony going back and forth. But praise the baseball gods, praise Babe Ruth. We have a deal as of yesterday, Thursday, as I mentioned. And I know the international draft was a sticking point there at the end, but Patrick, in your mind, from your purview, What really got these two sides over a hump into a new deal to salvage a 162-game season? Well, first of all, Kyle, I think getting the 162-game season was huge because if that had not happened and the players had lost uh, game day pay, if you will, that would have become a really contentious point. Uh, The fact that they were able to avoid having to go into that cauldron if you will of how do we make up for missed game revenue etc the fact that they were able to work out a deal uh that's going to include all 162 games was enormous so that was number one um you know i've been pretty critical and a lot of people have been pretty critical of rob manfred uh but i will say this uh, when all was said and done uh mlb Manfred and the owners, they bent quite a bit. They really did. The players didn't get everything they wanted. Uh, and to the players' credit, they uh, they battled. They stuck to their guns. Uh, they stayed unified uh, for the most part, although the executive committee did not vote for, uh, did not endorse the proposal completely. Uh, the players as a whole did, which passed, which is why this thing passed. But if you think about it, um, and I don't want to get all super technical. There's so many things to talk about. Uh, But think about this. uh, Almost $130,000 increase in the minimum salary uh, for this year, and that goes up in uh, the coming years. That was big. Uh, There was a bigger pool for the young players who perform well so they can get rewarded, even those who aren't at arbitration yet. That was something the union really wanted. Uh, They've thought for a long time that the young players who are right now are the stars of the show but don't have the big contracts uh, were kind of getting shortchanged. That was a sticking point. They were able to compromise and find some some room there. Um, You know, the the 12-team playoffs, um, thank God it wasn't 14 as MLB wanted. I think that would have been a joke. 
14 of 30 teams making the playoffs after 162 game seasons. In my opinion, that's ridiculous. I even think 12 might be too much, but I can live with it. Um, what else? Uh, the competitive balance tax uh, increase, not huge, but it was still, it's still the largest increase ever. I'm still not sure exactly why the players union thinks that increasing the uh, luxury tax, if you will, is necessarily going to uh, uh, keep teams from tanking. I still think the, uh, the low paying teams are still going to pay low, but the one, the other thing Kyle, that I, I do think was good and it, they should have done this a long time ago. We now have a uh, lottery at the draft, much like the NBA so now if the worst team and they're typically the pirates are always one of the worst and you know, we know those teams uh, they don't automatically get the first second third pick now there's a lottery and so you know if you really truly tank there's no guarantee you're going to get the next ace in the draft or the next uh, bryce harper or the next mike trout in the draft so all of those things change the face of baseball i think for the better um but most of all, Kyle, I'm just really happy that they got this, finally got this settled and that they're going to play full 162. Yeah, Patrick, we were on this podcast last week being Grim Reapers and Bearer of Bad News and Storm Clouds. And was, that, was that us? That was, was us. That us. I believe we were like, oh, yeah, mid-May, late May. But yeah, I think I said May 15th or something. Yeah, like I that. said May 20th. And here we yeah. are. But, hey, we did say it. We did asterisk it, at the end of the show, we said, hey, we, we hope we're wrong. We, yeah. we we hope we're wrong. And we were. So these two sides able to come to an agreement. And I want to touch on one quick thing before we move on to another topic and look ahead forward here. Enough of this lockout chatter. But it is very significant, the draft lottery, I think. Yes. I think that will be one of the biggest measures to prevent teams from tanking and assuring themselves of the number one pick as they can do currently or has as they had been able to do previously you look at the top three teams they got a 16.5 percent chance to get the number one selection and then it goes down incrementally from there and even as the 16 17 18th pick you have less than a one percent chance to get it but you still have a chance and then if yeah. you're picking six seven eight nine nine has a 2.7 percent chance six has a seven and a half percent chance Five has a 10% chance. And, and these numbers being, you know, in terms of where you finished in terms of losses from the previous season. So important to note, those top three teams all have an equal chance at the number one pick and the top five teams really all have a pretty decent shot at it. And one more point, and this is more for, I'm not sure the fans really give a flying pig or not, but all reports are, and Manfred said it in his presser yesterday, uh, that MLB clubhouses are going to be back open to the media. And that's particularly important to guys like us who are members of the Baseball Writers Association of America. Now, I have heard from people that the Major League Baseball Players Association, Players Association hasn't officially signed off on that yet. I don't know if that's true or not, but all indications are that uh, we will be able to have pregame clubhouse access and post-game clubhouse access, uh, which, in my opinion, is one of the reasons uh, being a baseball beat writer is as much of a grind as it is. It's important to have that access because you get to know players, uh, you develop relationships, 
you can kind of get the inside story in a way that you can't on Zooms. Um, so it's important. Uh, and uh, I was really, really happy to see that because that's part of the CBA as well. It's so. critically important. We haven't yeah. been in the locker rooms, clubhouses for two years in baseball and football. So definitely getting baseball back, it looks like. Hopefully football will be soon to follow. And of course, WrestleMania coming to Broncos country, but we won't touch on that on this Rockies podcast. I know you already did your Broncos reporting last week in Arizona with your Russell Wilson Rockies minor league story. So tip of the cap to you on that, Sandra. Well, you know, having we both grew up here in Colorado, and we know that it's Broncos country by uh, by about one hundred fold, right, exponentially. You know, only in only in uh, <laughs> Colorado would you be down in spring training covering the Rockies baseball team, and you end up writing your biggest priority of the day is writing how. Broncos new quarterback once was drafted and once played two minor league seasons with the Rockies and that gets more hits on the website than anything <laughs> you write about the Rockies right so uh, but you know what hey I used to cover the Broncos I get it um, I wish the town was a, a little more uh, I don't know sophisticated is the word but I, I, I wish it was more well-rounded because we have a terrific uh, hockey team now a great Nuggets team uh, not so good Rockies team, but the Broncos rule everything. We know that. Um, it's just, it's reality. I get it. Well, hey, the uh, Broncos are going to the Super Bowl next year, so just get used to it, okay, Patrick? Or okay, next well, year. You'll, you'll be doing that, so where is the Super Bowl next year? The Super Bowl is in Glendale, Arizona at the Cardinals Stadium, so I'm sure Russ and Co. will be there. I'm banking on it after all these miserable seasons under Vic Fangio, so... Hopefully get a turnaround there, but enough Broncos talk. Let's get back to baseball and the Rockies. And now, Patrick, with the lockout over, Cactus League, Grapefruit League, firing up pretty much immediately and and spring training getting underway as baseball gets these guys in shape and gets them in in game game shape, free agency is firing up, and it's going to be a frenzy. It's going to be a ton of moves in a very short period of time. You've already written about this at DenverPost.com slash Rockies, but what do you expect GM Bill Schmidt and co. to do to shore up the Rockies lineup or pitching, bullpen, whatever it may be here in these coming weeks uh, as the free en- free agency frenzy is underway? Well, let me first say, you mentioned how I did write about that in uh, DenverPost.com. Uh, this morning's paper went online on Friday, or Thursday rather. Uh, you did not mention, however, how eloquently I wrote it. So I think that's important. Well, you to, you haven't you've right. been writing off of Zooms for so long. Your writing's gotten a little <laughs> stale. But I'm looking forward to getting some juice back so, into it. <laughs> so anyway, um, interesting. I, I think and we've talked about this. Uh, Bill Schmidt, uh, first year GM, and Bud Black, the manager, have both made it clear that the Rockies need to add a power bat. Uh, they're losing Trevor Story by all accounts. Uh, although Trevor didn't have a great year last year. <clears throat> Nolan Arnato has been gone for full season. Charlie Blackman's getting older. The outfield uh, was one of the worst offensively in baseball last year. Four team that plays at Coors Field. So all everything points to the fact that the Rockies need more oomph in their offense. And it would seem most likely that would be an outfielder or a hybrid outfielder, a, Chris Bryant or Kyle Schwarber type of player. 
So I've talked to Bill Schmidt and I've run names by him. And of course, GMs are not going to tell you who they're targeting. They'll sim- simply say, yes, we're interested. So what I've heard, uh, the, the Rockies have confirmed their interest in. I'm not saying they're closing in on them, but their interest in uh, Michael Conforto, the former Met, uh, Schwarber, uh, Chris Bryant, I think to a lesser extent. Uh, there's some speculation that uh, Nick Castellanos from the Reds uh, might be in the mix. I don't think the Rockies can be able to afford him. Uh, but it's interesting, Kyle, I was perusing the web this morning looking at all these new projections about, you know, which free agents going to land where. And not one of the national guys I read predicted that any of the top power hitters are going to end up in Colorado. Now, is that just the national writers just totally dismissing the Rockies out of hand? Or do they just don't think the Rockies have deep enough pockets or enough pull to land some of these guys? We'll see. But it's clear to me uh, that's what the Rockies need. Uh, And, you know, for instance, Chris Bryant, now he's 30 years old. He might be a good fit for Colorado, but this is going to be his one big payday. And I don't see the Rockies going after Chris Bryant for six, five or six years, maybe four but I don't think he's going to do that. I think he's going to want more than that. Um, so as typical with the Rockies, um, it's going to be difficult for them to really land a big time slugger. But I have a question for you. I'm, I'm curious what your thoughts are. The fact that there's going to be a free agent frenzy now, because right players are reporting to spring training today, Friday, and officially on Sunday. Um, the window's really tight now. So that frenzy, is that going to help or hurt the Rockies trying to land somebody? I'm curious what you think. I think it's going to hurt them because I think it really? might I think it might drive some the price up for certain players to where uh, that's a good point. You know, like hey, we're on a short timetable here. There's a couple teams interested. The the dollars are flying back and forth. I I don't know. I don't see like you said, I don't see Bill Schmidt Pony up, ponying up a huge contract here for whoever he does get, you know, maybe a two year deal, three year deal, four year deal. I'd be pretty surprised unless it was a Chris Bryant type of player. But, you know, you saw the moves Schmidt made uh, right after the right after the end of the Rocky season where re-signing CJ Cron two year deal got sends on a five year extension. Those are two pretty good moves. But I mean, like you said, especially with the universal DH coming the Rockies need another power bat. Losing story. There's another hole in the lineup now without the pitcher. So they got to do something. But I don't know. I, I see maybe more bringing in a, an established veteran who maybe doesn't get a contract elsewhere on maybe a minor league deal or a one league one year deal. You know, Cron last year came in on a minor league deal, proved it, earned the major league deal, and then earned the extension, the two-year deal after that. So I don't know. I... I just after seeing the Rockies the last couple of off seasons, I'm not optimistic that they're going to no, make agree. a big that, splash. That's an interesting take because my initial read on what how the, the free agent frenzy might affect the Rockies was, you know, perhaps agents and their players uh, aren't going to have as much time to shop and compare. So maybe if the Rockies make a solid offer and the guy's interested in coming to Colorado, um, you know what? Maybe that's to the Rockies' benefit, but that's a maybe. You might be more correct. 
Uh, other teams might throw bigger dollars at them, and they may jump at that more quickly. You know, there's also a possibility the Rockies could look at some trade possibilities. Um, you had to pick one. My primary trade candidate from the Rockies would be Ryan Maltapia uh, because he's a good, solid player. He's got skills. He can do some things. Uh, he's not a great outfielder by any means. Um, I don't think it's unfair to say he's, you know, he's not, Buddy Black is not enamored with Tapia. I mean, it, yeah, that's clear. It out there. That's he's clear. Not. Yeah. He right. does he, not like how he doesn't hone in on the details of the game. He doesn't like the yeah, sloppiness on defense. Yeah. Does. I don't think that's any secret. And Tapia, they need power, and Tapia is not going to get it to you. Uh, but he's intriguing for other teams because he's fast. Uh, and the right spot on the right team, he could be a real asset. Yep. So if the Rockies were to do a deal to try to get a relief pitcher, maybe even a starter, or who knows, even a, a veteran bat, um, maybe with more pop than, than uh, Ramel has, that's a possibility. I'm not predicting it. I'm just saying it's a possibility. Hey, I'm a bigger fan of Tap than maybe anybody. I just love, for all the roughness in his game, I, I love his flash, his speed, and everything. Oh, but, I love him too. Yeah. He's a great kid. Well, he's not a kid anymore. He's a great guy. Yeah. yeah. But you're right. You have to wonder on a deeper team where he's not expected to be like one of the guys in the outfield and kind of carry the lineup and provide power that he doesn't have. On a deeper team, he could be a tremendous asset a tremendous role player so we'll keep tabs on that denverpost.com slash rockies this is the on the rocks podcast kyle newman alongside patrick saunders so as you reported yesterday you've been keeping in touch with your sources throughout the offseason doesn't seem like the rockies still have any chance at trevor story where do you anticipate him to land i know houston and the new york yankees have been floated as major possibilities the rangers have before but they got Corey seager before the lockout so that probably put an end to that. Where do you think he might land? Where are some t potential destinations for True Story? Well, if I had to say right now, um, and let me preface this by saying I hear I read a lot of reports that uh, teams are concerned with, with uh, Trevor Story's arm uh, after last year because, you know, he, he did sit out. And I've heard some inaccurate reports. I've seen some people refer to it as a shoulder. He's never had a shoulder problem. It was an elbow problem. But everything I've been told is that he's fine. The problem with his throws last year, and there were problems, and his elbow was sore. It was more about the mechanics of his throwing as it was an injury. But everything I've been told, he's, a, he's completely healthy. Uh, now, other t uh, maybe, maybe, maybe I'm wrong, but everything I know, he is completely healthy. Having said that, I could see him landing in Houston. I really could. Um, now, his, I, I talked to his agent many, many times through the winter, and his agent has not told me where Trevor's going. He hasn't really hinted it to me, but all he's told me is, uh, we're not worried. We have things lined up for Trevor when uh, baseball comes back. Uh, so take that for what it's worth. Uh, there were a lot of reports that Trevor might end up in Seattle, but that was predicated on the fact that maybe they would move him to second or third base. Everything I've been told, Trevor is does not want to play second or third. He thinks of himself as a shortstop still, but that's what's been written. Well, why the, the hell? Why the hell did they do that? 
I mean, that, that I, makes no sense. Hey, I don't know because because people think that maybe his arm strength isn't what it used to be. Just kind of. He's like twenty eight years old. With, <laughs> well, yeah, when you put somebody, would you put somebody third base if they have problems with their arm? Yeah, no. what? Yeah, I, I don't get that at all. But but I'm just telling you what I've read. Yeah. Yes. Um, the Yankees, you know, that's been batted about for what two years. Now, right. Probably. It's been going on for a while. I have not seen anything or heard anything to indicate that that's something that's going to happen. You know, I, I mean, I wouldn't be completely shocked. The other thing I've heard is that uh, because Trevor's coming off a bad year, by his standards anyway, that he might take a short-term, one-year prove-it deal to reestablish a value and then go for the big contract next year. I could see that happening as well. Uh, it doesn't seem like the best plan, uh, but if I had to pick a team right now, I think I'd go with the Astros. Again, this is the On the Rocks podcast brought to you by the Denver Post. Kyle Newman alongside Patrick Saunders breaking down all things on the lockout and the free agency frenzy that will surely be firing up today, March 11th. We'll be tracking Rockies moves, Trevor Story, etc. at denverpost.com slash Rockies. So, Patrick, you'll be headed down to Scottsdale soon for Rocky spring training what can fans expect from this amended shortened spring training as the players try and get into game shape? Are there going to be a, are there going to be games as usual at Salt River Fields? You know, between teams, is it going to be more inner squads? What are you expecting ahead of opening day on April eighth back here in Denver? Well, we're still waiting for official word on how the Cactus League is going to work, Kyle. I've been told that. Um, they are most likely going to revamp the original Cactus League schedule. So we're still waiting word on that. Um, I've also been told there's probably going to be more split split squad games than normal uh, because that'll give them a chance to get a bunch of players on the field uh, at two locales. Um, so, you know, we'll see. Uh, spring training is typically... 40 to 42 days, 45 days, somewhere in there. Uh, this year it's, what is it? Uh, it's about, uh, what is it? 25, 26 days. Yeah, so it's quite a bit days. shorter. Uh, so they've got to get a lot done. Uh, I'll be curious to see how quickly they like go full bore with these guys, because it's, it's kind of a catch 22 they got to be careful they don't push guys too quickly particularly the pitchers but they got to get them in baseball shape for the beginning of the season uh we'll see you know you always hear position players say there's no way we need this much time in spring training the typical five and a half to six weeks pitchers are a different story and i suppose it's going to matter it's going to depend rather on uh, how much of them been throwing on their own how ready are they uh so we'll see. Uh, too bad, though, for Arizona businesses because uh, spring training, of course, is not nearly as long as normal. And most people, a lot of those people really, you know, need that that oomph to, uh, to their economy. But, you know what, that's, you know, I guess that's not our problem. At least Coors Field folks are going to get, a, get a, a full season. So that's a good and this has been the On the Rocks podcast brought to you by the Denver Post. Kyle Newman joined by Patrick Saunders. Follow along Patrick on Twitter at PSaundersDP as he heads down to Scottsdale soon and keeps tabs 
on Rocky's spring training. We'll be keeping tabs on Rocky's free agency as well. DenverPost.com slash Rockies. Appreciate you listening in to today's show. Glad baseball's back. And we'll be back next week with another show breaking down spring training and looking ahead to the regular season. Thanks for listening in, folks. And until next time, take, take it easy. easy.